0: follow us on Apple podcasts or anywhere else you listen
1: so here's the deal there was a survey conducted it asked a number of questions uh, and it asked them based on gender I want to run through some of these questions and I'll share with you the findings that way you and I can together have uh, an understanding of of the background and of the reality and then uh, after the break we will speak with an expert. Susan Madsen is the director of Utah Women and Leadership Project here uh, in, in the state of Utah, and she has uh, some great, some great uh, uh, insight and will help us understand this. So let me just run through the, the, the questions here. A uh, question asked of uh, those participating in the survey, how would you rate your productivity since working at home during the pandemic? The two categories of respondents are women with children in the home and men with children in the home. So, first, again, the question how would you rate your productivity since working at home during the pandemic? Women with children at home, 18% said significantly more productive. Only 18% said significantly more productive. Men, on the other hand, 52 percent, more than half of men with children at home, said that their uh, productivity rate uh, has, has significantly improved uh, since working at home during the pandemic. Uh, I'm going to jump down uh, to this one here. Uh, this one asks about positive results of working at home. And there are a number of categories. Have you received a promotion? Have you received a pay raise? Have you taken on additional leadership? Have you began, Have you been given responsibility for important projects? Those questions were asked of women with children in the home and men with children in the home. Now, this first one uh, blew me away. Promotion. Okay? Have you been promoted uh, while working at home during this pandemic? 9% of women with children in the home answered yes, and men... Get this, 34% of men uh, working with children at home during this pandemic uh, have received a promotion. Now, how about a pay raise? 13% of women, 26, twice that rate. 26% of men with children at home have received a pay raise. Now, taking on additional leadership, 10% of women, 29% of men. Given responsibility for important projects, 10% of women, 28% of men. And received positive formal reviews. Seven percent of women. Double that number. Fifteen percent of men have received uh, positive formal reviews. What does that mean? I don't know. I I genuinely don't know. I never would have predicted these results. Maybe I will to open my mind. If you've got any thoughts, five seven five zero zero. Please let me know. Five seven five zero zero is the Utah community text line. If you have any reaction to that, I'd love to hear it. We're going to take a break now. When we return, we'll be joined by Susan Madsen. She's going to help us understand some of this, plus offer her own insight. We're going to try to dive in and understand some of the findings in a recent survey conducted by The Board List and Qualtrics. The survey looked at disparities uh, in the experience uh, by parents, men and women, uh, right now who have been teleworking. The past number of months uh, have pretty much been defined uh, by a whole new set of working circumstances. Many of us, uh, since mid-March, have been here at home with our own laptops here. Uh, I've been in the guest bedroom. and uh, Well, it turns out that that experience uh, is being uh, experienced drastically differently. When it comes to men and women, men, uh, according to this survey, are having, uh, in terms of professionalism and the progress of their career, having a much better go of things uh, than women. One of the uh, most startling findings that I saw as I combed through uh, these statistics here, or at least the results of this survey, uh, the percentage of men versus women who have received a promotion – In the six months since we've been uh, working from home, Uh, get this, uh, of all men and women surveyed with children in the home, uh, 9% of women had received a promotion. Compare that to 34% of the men surveyed in uh, this broad list, uh, board list rather, and Qualtrics survey, 34% of men with children in the home have been promoted. Uh, And the the disparities only start there. They continue when it comes to uh, pay raises, additional leadership responsibilities, uh, important and significant responsibilities when it comes to new projects. Uh, and it has my head spinning. I can't understand it. And So uh, to help me understand things a bit better, uh, as someone who does know, uh, Susan Madsen, director of Utah Women and Leadership Project uh, at USU, uh, joins us on the line now. Ms. Madsen, how are you? Great. W- what can you tell us about this? This this blows my mind. I can't even begin to understand this. Why is it that, that, that men, uh, at least according to this survey, are having such a better go of things uh, when it comes to working at home with children in the home than our women?
2: Well, I've been following this issue, actually, 20 years ago, I did a dissertation on work and family conflict and telecommuting, so I've been following this issue for a long time. And many things are the same today as they were 20 years ago. And one of the things that helps explain this, and by the way, this was not a surprise to me. Um, I I knew that was happening. There's some other research that uh, has come up, but logically, based on the research, this does not surprise me. Now, generally speaking, when you look at men and women, men in their work life, they really compartmentalize. That's what they do. They keep. Family and home are non-work life yes. separate. Yes. Generally speaking, than work life,
1: can and I, so they're
2: I'll, used to compartmentalizing.
1: I can one hundred percent support that. I, I have oh. had a, a very difficult. And I don't, you know, this isn't like therapy session with Lee, but uh, I have had a very difficult time uh, because if I'm if I'm quite honest, I can hear my, my my little baby eating one door over. She's just right next door. I I am a compartmentalized person, <laughs> and it's been difficult. And
2: men, men and men have the luxury most times, not every man, but most of the time men have more luxury to do that. So we call that compartmentalization. And women tend to what we call just integrate. Integration. That's the method that we use. So we are used to doing multitasking, doing our work, but also answering texts, you know, even before the pandemic. We're used to multitasking and lots of things. Of course, you know, that women, and we have research to support this, in Utah we have even a wider gap on unpaid care work between men and women. And so even when both the husband and man or partners are working at home, the women tend to, because of history, because of the expectations, continue that unpaid care work, doing more of the child care. and that's when you get the distractions, right? Um, Even people without kids at home are still multitasking in that unpaid care work. So that's a big, that answers a lot of things. So men generally during the pandemic, I bet men are still, you know, compartmentalizing much more than women and women are really struggling with the childcare and with the housework and those things. And uh, one thing that's critically important is in the research on effective telecommuting, the appropriate support, like childcare and those kinds of things, is critical to really telecommute well. And of course, childcare shut down, right? Yeah. <laughs> and housekeeping and all of those support mechanisms shut down for for women.
1: All right. So t- tell me, in in my circumstance here, uh, what what can I do to be supportive? I mean, I, if if I'm like the stereotypical uh, male who is you know trying to compartmentalize, and if that's leading me to uh, participate less in the child rearing, uh, leaving it more to my wife, what do I what do I do? Is there anything that I you know other than the common sense of uh, "why don't you be a better dad"? Uh, what, what can be done?
2: <laughs> well, a good conversation is the foundation. To really, uh, because a lot of times women do all of these things and we're not even thinking of them because we, we're we so used to that. So sometimes women do things and don't ask for help. Um, sometimes they ask for help and don't get it. So so, so
1: you're saying it's not all my fault?
2: No. It's, well, <laughs> I, I would say a lot of it is your fault. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but having that conversation and actually having both people, maybe even just one day or two days, Jot down the types of things that you do and the responsibilities you have and really take a look at how can we split this, especially if, if both partners, you know, are working full time um, and what's really expected. Um, so sometimes we need to ask more. We're just used to doing, as women, so much of the unpaid care work
1: yeah uh, susan madsen thank you so much for your expertise here uh i'll have more conversations here in the home and i'll invite my uh, my brothers everywhere to do uh the the very same i i uh you know, I, I know that, you know, instinctively that there are certainly differences and there are stereotypes that uh, uh, that remain pervasive. But when I saw these findings, uh, to see it objectively uh, categorized that, wow, there is a measurable uh, disparity in the experience right now, uh, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. And, uh, and for that matter, uh, you and I are having this conversation. So thanks again. Uh, I'll do better. <laughs> I hope you do <laughs> righty, thank you so much uh, all right that 's going to do it for today 's episode of live mike what uh, What ground have we covered today? Well, we looked of course, at Mike Pompeo, who delivered a uh, about a three minute speech. Last night in the, uh, in the Tuesday episode of uh, the Republican convention, and that has led to some debate. And we'll see what comes of that because we're not even uh, close to resolution on that matter. I gave my opinion. I thought it was perfectly fine. He's not violating his position. Uh, he's not doing anything I- inappropriate. Uh, may not exactly uh, conform with the spirit. Of the Hatch Act, uh, but as you heard uh, mentioned by Burgess Owens, he's confident, and as am I, uh, that the State Department attorneys combed through that speech with a fine tooth comb, not only them, but maybe uh, additional teams of lawyers. And so that's all fine, well, and good. And speaking of uh, the convention tonight, tonight we will hear from uh, Utah Burgess Owens, who is the Republican nominee for Congress in Utah's 4th Congressional District, competing uh, with current Congressman uh, uh, Ben McAdams. So we will see uh, what his address entails. I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to what he has to say. Gave us a little bit of a preview. Uh, interestingly, uh, I'm, I, you know I get very caught up on the background details, how things uh, come about and we've learned that the speech uh, has been recorded already. In fact, it was recorded uh, back on Monday. So uh, he's been sitting on that, keeping uh, keeping to himself the specifics of the speech, and those will all be made uh, apparent tonight. Last big issue that we covered on today's program, I want to leave you with this, uh, and it has to do uh, with the mask mandate uh, being debated in Provo. The city council has passed a mandate unanimously. The Mayor, Mayor Kafusi, has made her intention known uh, that she uh, plans on vetoing that measure. Now, the last trick up the sleeve of the city council is that if they are able to secure uh, two-thirds support, they can override a veto by the mayor. Two locally elected officials the locally elected city council, at odds with the locally elected mayor. Uh, What do you think? Uh, Ponder on that. Uh, You and I will touch base with it on that matter once it gets resolved uh, later on. Time for me to step aside. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow at 12.30. Right now it's time for me to hand things over to Jeff Kaplan as he brings you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.